You're listening to the New Age Inspired Podcast with me, Emily Douglas. This podcast aims to leave you feeling more aware than you were yesterday and inspired to live a fulfilled life, however that looks like for you. This is episode two with Elnaz Rafi. Elnaz is a life coach and intuitive reader, originally from New Zealand, who is currently living in Melbourne, Australia. Throughout this episode, we delve into how powerful and impactful our friendships are, not only the ones around us, but the friendship with ourselves. We discuss mental health in this day and age, some of the challenges Elnaz has had to face over the years, and everything lip timber, plus so much more. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Thank you so, so much for being a guest. Thank you so much for asking me to be a guest. I'm, I feel very lucky to even be doing this, so thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So I thought we could have a chat about um, friendships because for everyone listening, this is really special because Elnaz and I actually haven't met in person and you are a really dear friend of mine and we've probably been friends for about a year and I feel like I've known you my entire life and I feel really, really close to you and that I can share a lot of my vulnerabilities and go deep in conversation. Yes, I'm getting emotional you just doing this introduction. So <laughs> there's going to be tears. I can feel it. Yep. Oh, I love it. I yes, love it. it is crazy We how we've met and how the universe has kind of brought us together. And it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing that we've never even, you know, sat face-to-face before, but yet the, the bond and the connection and the care and the love is just so, so there. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're in Melbourne at the moment in lockdown, mm-hmm. which I feel for everybody that is in lockdown right now. I'm in Perth and I am very, very grateful because we haven't really been affected as much as everyone else in, in Australia. And I find that from people that I do know, there, there is a lot of disconnection because you can't actually obviously see your friends and yeah. I guess make new friends either. Yep. However... Yes, a big however. (laughs) However, in saying that, um, I think you were in lockdown when we first met. We were, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That was a big lockdown. And we, I guess, reached out to each other and then just had a conversation and then it kind of went from there. So it wasn't probably the traditional way a friendship kind of starts, but it also provides so much possibility of how you can make new friendships without physically seeing someone yeah it's breaking away from the traditional ways of making friendships what we've always known what we've been raised to believe what a traditional friendship is really and I think one thing lockdown and COVID this whole pandemic has allowed a lot of us to do is to be able to do things that aren't the traditional way and Mm. Yeah, and especially like you touched on it just then, not being able to see your friends. And, you know, I'm originally from New Zealand and my core group of friends are in New Zealand. And um, obviously I can't, you know, during the peak of it, I couldn't just fly home and be with them. And my, and I know we're going to touch on it, and my friendships here had, um, you know, you do become reliant on them um, in certain times in life. And that was a time I I was reliant on them. They weren't good friendships. They weren't real friendships. And I um, really realized in, in that moment that it's actually very normal for your friendship groups to change. But then I realized how difficult it is in your 20s and your 30s to make new friends especially (laughs) when you're not from here I didn't go to school Mm. with anyone here I didn't go to uni with anyone here so it becomes harder and we live in a world right now where a lot of people travel and live overseas and you're needing to do that but there's really nothing not a whole lot out there 
to help us connect with other people yeah there's social media and all those sorts of things but that's not kind of enough if you know what I mean yeah and and I think as well like it comes down to okay you can't physically talk to someone and meet someone so then it comes down to all right you've either got to make a move and reach out to someone and a lot of people find that really hard to put themselves out there to actually go hey yeah would you be willing to have a conversation with me or a phone call or something like that because yeah. they're maybe worried of rejection or yeah. the thought of putting themselves out there too, which can be, you know, quite damaging to yeah. your self-esteem as well. However, it's all those fears. Mm-hmm. if you don't put yourself out there, then you don't know what you're going to get either. No, exactly. And I think it might be, be quite cool to like touch on sort of how we actually met and, you know, this, the conversations that we had and then it just, we headed off straight away. So should we, do we want to yeah. dive into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we were both studying and we were going, we were on a live, um, what was it? Like a three-day live course. Coaching. Yeah. Coaching course. Yeah. It was like and the first stage of it. And that's where we we're all kind of meeting everyone. Yeah. And everyone was over Zoom. And I know that for me, I had never used Zoom ever <laughs> in my in my life. And you're a pro now, I think. Yeah. Fair to say. <laughs> yeah. And I remember getting on, I'm like, far out. I've got no idea how to use this. And everyone's got their cameras on. And then I was feeling so self-conscious about how I was looking as well, which I'm sure a lot of other people find that with Zoom too, because it is quite confronting. And then <laughs> and then I don't know, did you because I think you had personal message me yeah and I, I felt I very much felt the same as you and like I was so used to being on video calls but I I don't know if you remember but I very rarely spoke I remember yep. that was like the first day I actually put some makeup on my face and put like a proper top on to get on and I was so nervous because there was a lot of us on that mm. zoom as well and the very first person I um noticed and that's not because you were the first one on there or anything but when I looked at my the, the first screen like you were the first person I noticed I was like I've got a good feeling about this girl <laughs> and as it went on as it, and because just so everyone knows it was a very mixed group of people men yeah. women from all parts of the world young old all different ethnicities so there was a real mixed bag mm-hmm. um and, and and I think there was about a hundred people, or there was a lot that, of us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot, which is even more daunting. It's even more uh, terrifying. Yeah. Um, and as the days, uh, day and days went on, um, Emily was, you know, she spoke a little bit more, and um, she got quite involved. And I loved listening to her story. I loved everything she was saying, and I was like, I need to reach out to this girl. And I think it might have been. The last day I sent you a person, you had, you shared something, um, you mm. shared a story You, you when you guys did some form of a role play. And I messaged her after that, straight after that. And I just said, thank you for sharing. That was amazing. Like I'd love to connect mm. and I'm not going to bullshit anyone here. Like I was <laughs> so terrified doing that. I was so nervous but there was something that drew me to Emily and straight away, I think the next night after the three days, we jumped on a late night Zoom like, and just had a massive chat for hours and yeah. just talked. And funnily enough, we, in terms of like astrology, friendships, relationships, career, our purpose, our coaching, like our passion for coaching, everything was just the same except yeah. she was in Perth. <laughs> yeah yeah and I remember getting that message and I was like because I I put my hand up and I guess in the last couple of years I have become kind of the person that even though it scares the shit out of me or I don't feel as though I can do it I'm just going to try and experience as much as I can I'm like oh, you know what I'm going to get better at putting my hand up I'm going to get better at talking in front of people I'm going to yeah. get better at putting myself out of my comfort zone to do it and then you reached out to me and I thought, wow, that is so nice. And I just thought that is so brave of you as well to do that. And I just, I was honestly honoured. And then, yeah, yeah like, like you said, because <laughs> I'd noticed you throughout the whole training too. And then we got on a call and, I, yeah, we were. We were on the phone for a few hours. And, and it's I don't like know, we'd known each other forever. 
literally. And it was just so nice. And I got off and I was like, wow, I have had the most amazing conversation with someone that I have not even physically met more than some of my other friendships. And I'm thinking, how, how does this even happen? And then from there, we've, we may not have spoken every single day. Um, We did for a week, for a while there we were, we were talking all the time and I was in lockdown at the time as well. And we were just sharing so much about each other and really getting to know one another and just realizing how we are on the same wavelength. And it was, um, it was refreshing Mm. and it just, it, it just made so many things clear for me as well. And you came, you came into my life um, during a very painful period um, and it just really made me trust, you know, the path and the journey that I was on. And mm. yeah, and I'm so, I'm so incredibly grateful for it. I really am. Yeah. So am I. And from there, I mean, gosh, I feel like I'm, you know, I've really been, <laughs> I've been like a part of your life watching you like grow yeah. in the last year and all the changes yeah. as well. And, and we've still been quite close, even though we've not been physically close Correct. you know yeah. and we haven't been speaking every single day you know this year a lot of stuff has happened but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day at the core there's still that that level of friendship and, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because I find that I don't know I've experienced it myself being like a lot when you're younger it's like there's a perception of well a really good friend is someone who you speak to right every single day, every minute, you share every single thing. And if you're not, then they're not a good friend. I don't know if you've ever experienced that kind of. I think you hit the nail on the head there. A hundred percent. And I think the older we get and our lives grow, you know, you move to a different country, you have new careers, you have children, you get married, you know, you do all of these things. So understandably your friendships are, you know, you're not going to be able to talk every day. You're not going to be able to check in with them every day. And I, one thing I do love about you and I is that, you know, we'll occasionally send each other a message and just be like, hey, I've been thinking of just so you know, like you've been in my thoughts. I've been thinking about you. I hope you're well. It doesn't need to be a three-hour conversation. Yeah. We know, like, I think a true friendship is you know that person is still thinking about you. You know they're cheering you on from afar. You know they're there if you ever need them without having to talk to them every day and especially being in you know most of my you know friends being in New Zealand um and I haven't I've I moved away eight and a half years ago and I'm so grateful and I tell them this every time I see them that I can still have those relationships with them from afar and I hardly get I hardly speak with them Mm. But as soon as we're together, as soon as we're on a phone call or a video chat, it's like no time has passed between us. Those are the friendships that you need. Oh, 100%. And I've got got a few of those as well. And it doesn't matter how long goes between Mm -hmm. seeing each other. But when you're together, it's like no time has passed. That is good. And there's no, there's no resentment. There's no judgment or anything behind that. It's just, you know what? we are all living our life we've yep. got we've got stuff going on we've got our challenges we've got our ups and downs whatever but if anything ever happened and you needed me I know that 100%. I could call on any of my really close friends and yep. they would be there in a heartbeat and vice versa it wouldn't yeah. even matter if I'd if I hadn't spoken to them for a year and they said look I really need you of course like I care for you you know what I mean like that is that level of I don't even know what the word is like I think it's just being content in a friend within a friendship and just like having that trust and that understanding that unspoken like understanding between two people um but I think like as we go on with this podcast I think this stuff will probably become a lot clearer the difference between having a friendship like that and then having Mm. a friendship like you know, if you if you haven't checked in on them, then they, you know, is someone getting angry at you? Is there a resentment towards you? So, yeah, I think, yeah, and I, I think that will start to make a little bit more sense as we as we go through. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and I mean that probably this is going to now open up 
I feel like there are, you know, you do have different levels of friendship in your life as well. You know, oh, yeah. you, you've got the people that are your, you know, your deep connections. You can have these kind of conversations with. You can always rely on them. It doesn't matter how much time goes past. There is no judgment. You know that. You can totally be yourself. Yep. And then, you know, you've got other friendships where it is purely surface level. And, that, and, mm-hmm. and that's okay. However, you know that you're probably not going to share your deeper your deeper thoughts and yep. um, not secrets, like, you know, the deepest There's part of yourself. certain things, yeah. And I think, like, with what you just said, one thing I've learned um, as I've gotten older, especially over the last year, is if you have to be a different friend with every friend, there's something really wrong there and I'm so grateful that now at the age that I'm at I've been able to I can comfortably say I am now the same friend with all of my friends that are in my life I'm not different with anyone whereas previously oh I was different with every single person and it was purely out of fear of being judged by those people and now I see how toxic those relationships were how surface layer you know they were really surfaced um Mm. relationships like they were basically they were bullshit relationships and it was (laughs) (laughs) like for me it was holding on to something because I was so afraid of being alone and now I'm I'm me like anyone everyone who was in my life today that I call a friend and I'm not talking acquaintances there's a damn difference we start calling everyone start calling everyone our friends when no they're not your fucking friend there's someone you worked with like six years ago and you had drinks with them maybe five times like that's an acquaintance absolutely And and do you think that with acquaintances like it's not just it may not just be someone that you work with like it could just be like like someone that you're friends with one of their friends and you met them a few times yes and as I learned boundaries yeah I learned who an acquaintance was who a friend was um and I now say and I know I've said this to you before it is a privilege to be my friend and it's a privilege for me to be your friend that's when you're someone's friend and that's it it's it's yeah. honestly that simple. It doesn't mean it's an easy process to get to that point, but it's just, it's oh, simple. Yeah, it's absolutely. just simple. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. And I think when it comes down to it as well, like what you touched on before, you know, you were wanting to be a certain person for those people because you were scared of being rejected and being alone. And a mm-hmm. lot of people mm-hmm. get like that. It's like you're searching for... And, and, and this is just my perspective on it and, and it could be wrong and, and whatever, so take it as everyone likes. But when you start getting upset or defensive or judgmental of something or a friendship that they're not, that you're not getting from them, it, it's really like a lacking in yourself. A hundred percent true. And that's one thing my coach told me when my best friend and I parted ways um and it was a very it turned out to be a very mean girl situation and Mm -hmm. everything that she was throwing at me is everything that she lacked within herself Mm. and the the one thing that I threw back at her was something I definitely was lacking within myself and it's a very um it's a very difficult thing to just put up a mirror in front of yourself and Mm. be like I did the wrong thing like we're so good at bringing ourselves down and we're so shit at lifting ourselves up but then when it comes to admitting fault and actually being like no I wasn't a good friend like I did I did something wrong there like that was my fault I shouldn't have done that how could I have changed that we suck at that too yeah 100 you know 100%. we're great at telling ourselves we look terrible in that outfit or I need to lose weight or my hair looks shit or I've got you know my skin's terrible we're great at that but awareness and being kind to ourselves are two things we just lack in massively yeah. oh and it absolutely. does play a role in your friendships yeah it does do you think that possibly like maybe when you weren't so aware and you weren't so content in yourself that it 
played a big role in your relationships and friendships? Like, oh, yes, a million percent, 120 million percent, yes, because I went like I went through something and again I know I've mentioned a few times I'm from New Zealand I've been living here for eight and a half years I was living here with my fiance um and that relationship ended and all of a sudden I found I was on my own I Mm -hmm. didn't have anything other than my job and the friends that I had in my life I'd met through my job so I was very reliant on my job and my friends because that's the, the two were connected um and because of my upbringing my childhood and everything I'd sort of been through and the relationships I'd had as a kid um I had this massive fear of just being alone being abandoned being betrayed um being let down but more so me letting people down yeah and okay I put everything into my friendships everything like being away from your family um, and your closest friends in a city where at the time that I actually hated, I hated living <laughs> in Melbourne. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I was young and I didn't really, you know, I never did the whole partying thing either. Um, yeah. Partying, going out with your girlfriends and doing all those things. Um, so when I had this group of friends, this core group of friends here, um, who a majority of them had been through something quite painful with their their partners. We were all sort of in the same boat. And it was just like these all these women sort of coming together, these relationships, relationships were being built from our past pain from our partners. and Like something in um, common in a yeah. way. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it was kind of like the lead, the lead, the blind leading the blind in a way. <laughs> and I... What I did was, and we probably will touch on boundaries a little bit more, but mm. um, or you may do in, in future podcasts, but um, I look at it as like the three circles. You've got, you know, your outer circle, your middle circle, and your inner circle. Yeah. And your outer circle is basically, you know, people you work with and you might have, you know, shared your activities with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your middle circle of people, you know, those acquaintances, but you might have some shared philosophy. So, you know, if you it's go a little with, bit deeper than the surface stuff. But yeah, you've got you've got things in common. Yeah, and but you you're probably not going to go as deep as you would with like your inner circle. Yeah, like it's it's not going to be, you know, someone in my middle circle. I'm not going to have be having these conversations with like yeah. I, the conversations I have with you. So you know, yeah. you might you know have a group of friends and you know one of your close friends. You guys go out for drinks and perhaps one of those people um, that's friends with your friend is just there. Yeah, you guys have some similarities, and then yeah. you've got your inner circle, and your inner circle are you know the people that you have shared values with. Yeah. Um, and I want to make something clear because I feel like when I tell people this, they're like, they assume that your family, your partner, all your best friends should be in this inner circle. Mm-hmm. I want to be honest. Like I've got hardly anyone in this inner circle. Like it's yep. my family's not in this inner circle. Yeah. So, and that's okay as well. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong I, with I, that. No. And I want to make um, like a really big point of this as well to everyone listening that, we put a lot of shame on if your family's not perfect, if your family are oh, the people yeah. that you spend every single day with, that you talk to them every single day, that you have all of this stuff. It's like, that's actually okay because there's no such thing as a perfect family. And you don't, if you don't want them like in your inner circle, you don't want to be sharing that because they're actually not going to give you what you need. Like they're not going to respond in a really, really respectful way or mm-hmm. um, not judge you, or they're not going to like attack you for, you know saying something yeah or, or whatever whatever that is it's like it's actually okay if they're not in there they can That's exactly be. what it is yeah mm. they, they doesn't they mean you don't be love an, them <laughs> no and and that is so not it at all it's like you can love someone but you don't have to no one yep. is forcing you to have them in your inner circle either yep correct and, and that yeah it's honoring your values. It's honoring yourself and who you want to be around. And I know we both know this, this, what this phrase I'm about to say, but you are an average of the five people you spend your time with. And yeah, that is so true. When I say that, when people, whoever's listening, 
truly think about the five people that you spend the most time with and mm. what they actually bring to your life. Are you like them? Are they bringing you down? Do they, you know, and this is in terms of like career, um, other relationships, your finances, you actually start becoming them. Mm, so their life values, where they are sitting, where, exactly. like where they are, where are their, where's their path leading them? What aspirations do they have? It are they happy off on you. Yeah. Are they happy staying small? Are they like, yeah. Is it constantly drama? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because well? if it is, it's going to be constant drama for you too. And then you're going to attract that as well. So, mm. um, and you know, I've, my coach used to always say to me, she goes, if you want to know what someone's like, look at the people that they spend their time with. And it's yeah. so true because even in like my peak of like getting into this group of people friends that knew these people felt like they were an outsider but they knew everyone in the circle they were like what are you doing hanging out with these people like this is Mm. not good and this was years ago that they told me this and it's so funny because now I look back and I'm like she was 100% right but (laughs) we need to honor that circle that our little inner circle and our values and our beliefs because if you do you're only going to attract people that are like-minded who have those beliefs as well and you, yeah. you said it before like if I say something and you might not necessarily agree with it you're not going to app, you're not going to blow up at me for it no there's been so much you. shit I've probably said to you about my dating experiences where you're like oh fuck's sakes Alanaz what are you doing like <laughs> do you know what I mean you don't make me feel shit about it and that's the thing like your inner circle you need to be able to have those relationships and what I was doing was jamming everybody into that inner circle and the only person that was left hurt and alone in the end was me Mm. I was trying to make everyone else get into the circle and be and be the person that I wanted them to be and how that would have come across for them as me being controlling or you know it it could have been a lot of things they what they saw was not the person that I was and what the intention was um so I think it's so important that you actually create boundaries for yourself like yeah know your values pick five values five things that you just value in life Mm. um whatever they may even three values it doesn't matter you don't even have to put a number on it no but I think even just knowing them just knowing your values and I I think that's something that we've forgotten uh, as a society as well like even getting taught that it's like what do mm-hmm. you actually value? Because yep. that's going to then, that's something that you want to experience on a consistent basis. And if you've yep. got no idea what that is, well, gosh, what are you going to experience? It's just yeah, going to be. And I think, I think for like when I tell people this, they're like, oh, well, how do I find my values? Like, how can I, like, how do I work out what they are? Just if it's, if you're struggling that much, literally put into Google. Values. A, a list of list of values oh you yeah know what? I remember when I first started like doing that kind of work and then I'm like shit I don't even know what what, what is a value what values yeah. are there you know yeah. is, is this a value is this a value and then I'm like Google is so good for everything <laughs> Mr Google knows <laughs> everything um there's what a reason you, he's list, there yeah list of values and then you go and you know like yeah you know what that resonates with me that resonates with me and then I got like I don't know a list of 10 or something and it's like okay well out yeah. of that 10 what really what are really important to me what things do I want to experience on a daily basis and you know what anyone who does that what I highly recommend to do is match an experience of yours with Mm. that value because I think it's all good and great to you know let's just go with something really easy like respect yeah um that's a value so at what time in your life have you shown or received respect or not shown respect um, or not, or not received any match it with your own personal experience, because you can say these words and stand in them as much as you want. But if you don't know the meaning behind it and what it actually means to you, yeah, you're going to fail at this task. hundred percent. And it's okay because you will learn again, but the point of doing something like that, is to help you not only in your friendships, which I know this is what like this is what yeah. um, it's all about, but it also helps you in terms of your finances, your part, like you know, your partners, your family, um, your career. It, it will help you in every 
every bit of life. Mm. Yep. I definitely will. And um, so, yeah, like that's basically what I, what I had to learn. And I um, couldn't believe at, at the time of 27, I was sort of sitting there with essentially no friends here. And what was so hard was, and this is how I knew these were not my friends because my I had an issue with my my closest friend, my best friend, who was my bridesmaid, and I I knew this girl so well, like so so well. I knew everything about her. I knew exactly how she operated, and I used to be so careful with some of the things I said to her, knowing how she is and how she can just mm. cut people off. But that situation aside, that issue was between her and I. But slowly, everybody else around her started to unfollow me on Instagram, unfollow me on Facebook, decline my events to certain things, like to my birthday. Um, and then it turned into them having like, you know, these um, trivia nights. And I still had a couple of a very small group of friends that were in that group who I still spoke to who would then tell me and repeat some of the things that they would say. And it just turned into this, like, basically this I hate Alnaz group. And I'd never done anything to any of them. Some of them I was helping through mental health problems. I was setting flowers for their birthdays. I was a fucking good mate to them. I was there. I was checking in on every single one of them during lockdown, making sure they're okay. I never did anything to any of them. But if you're deciding to not like someone because someone you know doesn't like them, mm. that's so much more about you than it mm. than it does about me. So, hundred oh, percent. Because then so it's I like, that- are you, you know, sorry to interrupt you, but I, mm. you know, if if someone that you know doesn't like it, and you're just not liking because everyone else does, it's not like guilty by association, but like, yeah. You know, because then are you scared that you're going to be rejected out of the group as well? Are you just doing that out of your own fear? I think, think it, that that- I think it is that. I really do. And I remember when me and this particular girl, like friend of mine, when we'll just say we broke up because a yeah. friendship. And, and yeah. so just to quickly like go off topic for just one second. Um, when Em and I were talking about this, we I was saying like there's so much stuff about breakups with your partner. Everywhere you look, when you break up with someone, there's there's books, there's TV shows, there's Instagram pages, there's like <laughs> counsellors purely for that. There is so much to help you through a breakup with your partner, but there is hardly anything about friendship breakups. Yeah. And I have to be honest, a friendship breakup hurts so bad because there isn't that support and you do feel so confused and lost so I this was something that affected my life probably more than my relationship ending which was an eight-year relationship getting married everything cheating was involved it was painful but my friendships ending was just something on a whole nother level Mm. um now I lost what I was saying before um (laughs) people feel you know uh guilty by association if you if one of your friends doesn't like someone then you end up you you make a choice of not liking them as well out of possibly fear of being rejected from the group or the tribe in a way I guess thank you that's how you know your friends are listening to you when they remind (laughs) you when you go off topic um and it's true because so when me and my friend broke up my other friend um she had who I was very close with and she was also very close with her this friendship I I now see how incredibly toxic it was like I've never felt more free of someone after this friendship ended because if I I had to hide my Uber Eats bag because I was so scared she would yell at me for getting Uber Eats it was a toxic bloody relationship But this particular girl, I remember so clearly when this all started happening, she goes, I feel, I don't think she's a bitch. And I'm not saying that, you know, the friend that I've broken up with, this is who we're talking Mm. about. She's like, I'm not saying she's a bitch and I'm not calling her a bitch, but because of like where she grew up and the school she went to and how she is, she's one of those people where if you almost don't take her side, she'll be offended. And I will always remember that because 
that is exactly what I think has happened. Mm. It was easier for everybody else to mm. break up with me and stop being my friend mm. because it would have been harder to do that with her. Yeah. And which is it was a it was fair. Yeah. And like I haven't gone to weddings and baby showers and birthdays purely to avoid these group of friends. And anyway, it was a really awful time, especially being in a really intense lockdown in Melbourne. And I was living on my own. And, you know, I didn't have a partner and I didn't have my family and my dad was quite sick during that period for, um, for a little bit um, and I couldn't get to New Zealand and I felt like everything was crashing around me and that's when I had to reevaluate the people that I had and there was something I actually posted on my Instagram um, the other day and it just... I think it's something that is con- it's going to resonate with me and I hope it resonates with people listening for the mm. rest of my life. Yeah. Don't let loneliness reconnect you with toxic people. Yeah. Instead, see the beauty in the relationships you couldn't see because of those toxic people. Because of a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the people that are in my life are the people who have always been in my life that I had pushed aside Yeah, because I was in these toxic relationships. Yeah. And I think we get... um. Oh, what's the, the like the rose-colored glasses Ooh, <laughs> with, yes with, with relationships and friendships it's not and just it's like, with boys no no it is relationships too and and it does come down to like what we said like boundaries some of our fears and you know what loneliness is probably the biggest factor mm-hmm. of people you know staying in toxic relationships or friendships because it's like I'd rather the pain of being alone is so much more painful than actually putting up with the toxic shit relationship and friendship it's like that's what you think in your head that 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 pain is easier to deal with than the pain of being alone and and that that's with a lot of things as well what you just said Mm -hmm. yeah and Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of like we forget we're not really ever truly alone with absolutely nothing yeah like we still have like okay you might be sitting in your house with no one around you but thanks to modern technology and everything you can pick up the phone and I'm sure there is someone that you know that you can talk to and look I'm not saying that there's um people out there don't have no one I guess I've never experienced that but we when when we do kind of have that vagueness of alone right what what is alone is it because someone's not physically with you in your house right there yep. with you now is yep. it alone of no one's texting you right now or whatever but you've also got to reach out to and you yep. can call someone yep. and there's communities out there as well and I think we'll like we'll be able to touch on that towards the end of this and mm. one thing like talking about loneliness is you know, I've always been someone who felt like I had to have a lot of people around me. Now you Mm. can have a thousand people around you and still feel alone and you can have no one around you and still feel alone. And I always felt like I had to have a lot of people around me to avoid, um, you know, all those things that I was saying earlier, like being abandoned, being like, I just, I never wanted to be by myself because I didn't want to have to sit in my thoughts. And I am someone who has felt alone my whole entire life. You know, I had an eight-year relationship where I felt alone most of it. Growing up, I had my mom, my dad, my sister, and my brother, and I felt alone. I felt alone my whole life. And I remember during the big lockdown, a friend reached out to me and actually said, she goes, I feel very lonely. She goes, I've got my husband and he's amazing. You know, I've got my, you know, my best friend, I've got them, but I still feel alone. And for anyone who does feel like that, because I don't feel like that anymore. Mm. um, My advice to you would be create a friendship with yourself. Be your own best friend. That friend that you are looking for in this world, be that friend to you. If you can't be your own friend, how are you going to be a great friend to other people? And how do you expect it to come back to you? Have those conversations with yourself. So when you put on a dress and you send it to your girlfriend to ask their opinion, which is fine. That's what girlfriends do. I'm Mm. sure men do that too. (laughs) (laughs) I, 
it's something that we need to, you know, look in the mirror and actually say, like, how, what do you, what are you seeing? Do you love it? Because mm. what if you actually love that outfit and you've just sent it to a May and they're like, oh, I don't like that. Like, yeah. Self-confidence just goes down. It's just natural. It's like human for us to then feel shit about it. But have those conversations with yourself. Do things that make you happy. Do the things that you really want other people to do for you. Do them for you. Like if you want flowers on your birthday and you haven't got any, go and buy yourself some damn flowers. Absolutely. Do you want to go out for dinner? Go and take yourself out for dinner. I I know that. I'm I'm in a relationship and I took myself out for dinner the other (laughs) night. Like, (laughs) oh, absolutely. I love the cinema and I used to go on my own all the time because because I love that. Yeah. And and it's so good. Go out for breakfast on your own because I really love that. And that's what I want people to do for me as well. You sit there and you're like, and it's actually quite refreshing. Like you're not listening to Mm. a conversation you don't want to have to be a part of. Mm. You're on your own. You have a conversation that you want to have. If you want to sit on your phone the whole time, you can do that. If you want to people watch like I do, it's a bit weird, I know, but I could just sit there and watch the world go by quite happily. Guilty um, pleasure of mine, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> like just do that. So, and I know this all seems so much easier said than done, but be a friend to yourself. Be mm. kind to yourself. Have those conversations that you want to have with girlfriends with yourself. Yeah, it might seem like you're acting a little bit crazy from time to time, but that's okay. Like, what's normal? Yeah. What is normal? <laughs> exactly. What What is that? And, and yeah. as well, like, I always, if I am looking in the mirror and I know that, like, I'm not saying anyone's perfect and we all have our days where we're like, oh, my God, my hair looks shit or I don't feel, like, good today. Oh, my God, my bum, my hips, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like okay, would I actually, would I say that to someone else? Would I say that to one of my friends? Would I be like, oh, my God, people are going to look at your hips and think, what the hell, you can't wear those jeans. Would (laughs) I say that to someone else? I would never, ever say that. That is just so horrible. So, like, why why is it okay to say that to me? Exactly. So why do we punish ourselves like that? Like, why do we do that? And I think... Yeah, and I think for everyone who's listening, like really, really, really just tune in with who you are, what your values are, what you want and stand in it and honour it because there's nothing wrong with what you want. Like it's okay. Be your own friend. And I think everyone on earth can agree with this. You're better to have a small group of friends who love and adore you, who will support you, who will hype you up, help you level up. You're better to have that than to be like what, like basically what I had and just have a whole, like a massive group of phony fucking friends who don't give a shit about you, Mm. who will not be there at the worst times. And the friends who were there, like I know, like when I'm saying, friends who won't be there in the worst times I've had friends that have been there for me during some of the hardest periods of my life and I will forever be grateful to them for it but they were in my life and supporting me during that time because it was a benefit to them Mm. or they felt like that they had to repay the favor Mm -hmm. so also be very careful with who and I shouldn't, careful is probably not the right term, but not the right word to use, but just be a bit more mindful mm. who you share what with. And I'm not talking in a backstabbing way or anything, because one of the things that I think hurt me more than anything when my friendships all ended were was I had opened up to like two friends about very, very, very deep things in my life very serious things, very heartbreaking things, traumatic. And I wouldn't say I opened up to them because I trusted them. I opened up to them because I felt like they were the only ones listening to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I shared that stuff, do you think I heard from them ever again? No. And, and I'm sure. so quick. And I'm sure that's not the response that you were expecting either like you've shared that you were probably expecting something more supportive I was 
expecting to expecting them to not just disappear Mm. I I didn't need a response and I think it's really important to know as friends um, when someone's sharing something with you you don't always have to have a response and I know you've probably heard me say this a few times Mm. but like we need to listen to understand rather than seeking to be understood. And when yep. someone's, you know, when someone's trying to talk to you about something, stop trying to think of a solution in your head and just like shut your brain off for a minute, zip yeah. it and just listen. Cause they're not yeah. expecting you until someone says, what do you think? What the hell should I do? That's when you can pipe up. Yep. When a friend is telling you something, you know, whether it be about a boyfriend, whether it be about, you know, a deep rooted issue from childhood whether it be about complaining about your sister or your job like just listen that's all you need to do so I find a lot of conflict comes when you know and my friend one of my friends that I was living with she was constantly trying to make me be her she was trying to get me mm. to she was teaching me her mistakes and what she wished she had done. She didn't realize that she was trying to put that on me. So when I'm talking about something that has no relevance to what you're trying to tell me, like mm. it, it, it's just, it's going to cause conflict. It really yeah. will. And if someone's telling you a story and you feel like you can share your story because it's the same thing you can do that it doesn't mean that they're making it about them just approach it differently like hey I really appreciate you sharing this story with me and I'm so sorry this has happened to you I've actually had something similar happen to me would you mind if I share that with you now that does sound quite like clinical and stuff and you know therapist it sounds therapist that's a new word but that like when you're trying to meet new people and you're fine you feel that you're on the same wavelength and you want to get to know each other more and you don't want to have to interrupt them and you want to be like hey that happened to me too Mm. without feeling like you're making it about yourself approach it that way but yeah there are yeah anyway I feel like I'm just chatting what I'm saying so much now no no it's so (laughs) relevant and I think the whole um the listening I feel like we've all forgotten how to listen properly mm-hmm. because we're so worried about self and we've forgotten about others yeah. that we're worried. Like you said, what am I going to say next? How's yeah. that going to make me look? And then we've just forgotten about someone is sharing something really important with you. You don't have to respond exactly like you said. You know what? You just being there and listening to them. Yes. It does. It's yep. so, so powerful. It's powerful. It, it's so you, yeah. powerful. You don't have to come back with advice. You don't have to come back with an opinion unless, like you said, they've asked. They're like, you know, what do you think of this? Or, you know, what would you do in this situation? But, like, just listening. And yeah. as well, I find, like, being curious about the other person, yeah. asking them questions. Yeah. So how did that How did that make you feel? Or, like, what, God, what brought that on? Or how how does that work what does that mean to you like whatever be curious about them and it curiosity about is a them. wonderful thing yeah it's a wonderful thing because I'm and sure I- that a lot of people have been in conversations and friendships and relationships or whatever where you've had a conversation and someone has literally spoken about themselves the whole time and they've not yeah. asked you one question they've yeah. asked you nothing yeah I refuse to believe that there's no one out there who hasn't been through that as well and if if there is someone out there who has never experienced that well then you're the one that won't stop talking (laughs) (laughs) yep and I know like for me I always make an effort to like ask about someone else yep you do you do you really really do and I think that's you know with our, our conversations it's always like okay so just tell me how are you what's been happening with you like and we actually care and the best thing is after that person's finished we we really do honor each other and we're like well done and that's amazing like we don't lift each other up I see all these memes on things like Instagram like um I'm the kind of friend that would you know tell you you look shit in this or whatever blah 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 blah. let's break away from that like we're living in a world right now where we need to lift each other up 
especially as females we're so good at bringing each other down we live in a society where backstabbing a friend like being in a room with two people and then you leave and go see someone else you're just sitting there bitching about them we need to mm. break away from that this cattiness yeah. you know and it doesn't go away when you get come out your teen years it very very much continues like 100 percent. unless you choose my mom do it <laughs> stop <laughs> Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Oh my God. We are all human. And I'm sure every single person listening has done that. But if we can show a little bit of compassion and like, we are all human. We are all trying to get through life situations, challenges, relationships, friendships, work, everything. It's like, we are all going through stuff. So have a bit of compassion as well. Yeah. Yeah, have compassion. And I think for those who, um, you know, whether you're 15, 25, 35, 45, it is completely normal for friendships to end. It is complete. Mm. Don't feel that you need to have the same friendship circle from school until the day that you die. It is not, we need to normalize this more because you grow. You become a different person. You meet new people through travels, through jobs, through your partners. Like it's life. It's normal. You mm. you can have different pockets of friends. You don't have to have three best friends. You can have, you know, 10 really good mates and they don't all need to be friends as well. Like you, there's no right or wrong way to have your friendships. No, but not at all. I just want to stress to people like, if your friendships end, if you go through friendship breakups, it's okay. It's going to feel shit. It's going to suck so bad and you're going to feel like you're really alone. Those are the times that are actual blessing because like I said, you you can learn to have a friendship with yourself without the external influences. You can then learn more about your values and start attracting the people that you do want in your life. We have mm. so much power. We just have no idea how to use it. Yeah. Um, and friendships are so important. They, they are. are so important, especially, you know, when you're when you're in your 20s, when life's really changing. And yeah. like with all these lockdowns, there are amazing communities out there. There really, really is. I was so fortunate to to meet Emily and a few other women through coaching. Um, and I'll forever be grateful for it. I've had the best intellectual conversations. Um, oh, absolutely. That I like, it's so much better than talking about. And I'm looked, I really don't want this to come across like I'm the perfect friend and I have the perfect friendship. It's not yeah. that at all. I've done some shitty things as a friend. <laughs> I think, I think we all have. And there is, I just want to let everyone know there is no such thing as perfect. We are all human. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, do better than you know do better than yesterday don't do it again or whatever exactly yeah and in this current climate with you know being in and out of lockdowns and not being able to travel and all those typical things be open um to finding new ways get creative you know there there are so many little pockets of communities out there around the world and it doesn't have to be face to face it really doesn't like no I mean you're on the other side of the country I've got friends on the other side of the world I've got my friends back in New Zealand like yeah it's okay it's knowing that those people love and care for you you know it's not like you can go out to a cafe and have lunch here anyway so it doesn't really matter where you are I can't even see you face to face of (laughs) exactly exactly and talking about communities you are a part of something pretty cool um which is called lip timber did you want to share a little bit about that I would love to so um it doesn't really matter where you are in the world as well you can definitely get on board with lip timber um but so lip timber was founded quite a few years ago in 2010 um and it's a campaign that is all about um women's mental health Mm -hmm. and 
the reason why this campaign even started is because there was a lot a majority of mental health research has, has been focused on men and mm-hmm. I think we can and which is amazing and I'm all for it 100% um, yeah 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 like but you look at something like November so think of September as the female November there's yeah, yeah. so much on November and so you see billboards everywhere and everyone's across it that there's very, very little um, for women's mental health. And women's mental health is, um, it's actually higher um, than men's mental health. So men's suicide rate is higher globally, but women's mental health is higher because we do have things like postpartum depression and mm. and whatnot. Um, so Liptember really just focuses on, um, so it's a campaign that runs through September, hence the name Liptember, and it's all about wearing your um, brightest lipstick. So put some lippy on and it's about being um, bold and brave. I love it. So it's, it's, it is truly fantastic. And what they do is there's, they've got a couple of different charities um, that the money goes towards. Um, One that really resonates with me that I absolutely love is the Pretty Foundation. And it's all about um, helping young women with body issues. And I remember last year reading a statistic and I can't remember if it was 34% or 36%, but let's go with 36, 36% of four-year-olds are not okay, aren't happy with their bodies, which yeah. is insane. And some of the really cool things that they've done with, um, you know, the money that gets raised is they've made books for young children to read about, um, you know, their, their, for body confidence. So it's called the Body Confidence Book Series. That's amazing. Um, it really, really is. They support Lifeline as well. Um, I think there's about five charities for, for memory. There is the um, uh, the Magpie Nest Women's Program as well, which supports women um, living with domestic violence um, and helps, you know, house them and their children. Mm-hmm. Um, there's better year as well so it's all about the young like youth talking to youth about mental health Mm -hmm. um so it really is a fantastic campaign it's something I'm very very proud to be a part of and this year it's um real talk uh so there was myself and nine other wonderful women that got to go and share their stories um and it's going to be very powerful. They've been slowly releasing videos and content throughout the months. Um, and it's just us sharing our struggle with mental health and what we've mm-hmm. been through. And it was a very, very scary thing, as I'm sure it was for the other woman involved, to sit there and talk about some of your darkest moments and how you've gotten through it. Saying that to your friends is one thing. Saying that to your therapist is one thing. But saying that to a camera into a camera that's going to be all across social media and people are going to hear stories that you've never said before out loud it's very daunting and it took me a long time to be able to get to this place and having this community to be able to share it with women who are like-minded women who are going through the same thing um, from all walks of life I'm so privileged to be able to do that and if I can help one person then my job is done there like I'm so happy so um there's some really cool things you can do with lit timber um if you first of all if you go onto the Instagram page you'll be able to see um a lot of stories and a lot more information than what I've just shared um but last year something I did to raise a bit of awareness because I started mental health and I'm very very passionate about it was um I did a work Zoom because we were in lockdown and I got my area, a whole bunch of people from work to jump on, um, talked a little bit about mental health, shared some t- statistics and things that you can say when someone approaches you about mental health. Yeah. Um, but because we were trying to raise money for Lip Timber, I then got four of um, my colleagues, male colleagues, um, two of which were my bosses, um, and got them to give us a makeup tutorial. And the one thing that they had to do was wear <laughs> So they had to wear lipstick because um, again, it's it. all about the lippy. So yeah. you can also go, you can do so many things. If you're not in lockdown, you know, go and have a tea, have a tea party, have yeah. a dress up 
bingo, whatever it may be. There's so many fun ways you can, it's actually all on their website too. They've got heaps of different ideas on their website. Um, but what you can also do is you can go to Chemist Warehouse and they've actually got the little lip timber lipsticks that you can buy. They come in every shade under the sun, um, some really funky colors. Um, or you can buy some of their merch online as well. So that's how you can support them too. Um, Fantastic. But yeah, that sounds really, really awesome. And I hope that anyone listening, if that resonates with you, that you can get on board or reach out. And I'm sure there's a big community. Um, they're ready to welcome you and support you as well yes absolutely and if you know Emily and I are here too so if there's anyone that ever wants to reach out we are are definitely here so absolutely and I will mention um, Eleanor's page on Instagram and everything with everybody so if you do want to reach out to her you can But before we finish up, I just want to ask you a few quick questions just about you. It's just quick. If you could go back and tell your 16-year-old self anything, what would it be? Um, It would be, there's so many things I would tell myself. Um, It would probably be, I'll stop putting so much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. to be the perfect friend, to be the perfect daughter. Um, I would try not to get so consumed by society. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this thought, you know, like, oh, I have to have a boyfriend and I have to, have, you know, <laughs> have nice clothes and, oh, I should wear this and I should wear that and, you know, I can't wait to get married and blah, blah, blah and have a kid and all the stuff that society, drain, you know, puts into our minds and, yeah. Um, I just wish I was kinder. I wish I wasn't so hard on myself. I wish I was just, yeah, I, w- I wish I could just breathe a little bit better. And it's funny because now people always ask me like, what do you want to feel? What's your goal in life? What's success to you? And honestly, it's freedom. Mm. It's freedom. And I'm not talking like protesting or anything like for, you no. know, don't wear masks or something like that. I'm talking freedom as to be able just to see things clearly and to be able to do the things that make me happy and not feel like I'm constantly carrying a weight on my shoulders. So it would yeah. be just to not put pressure on myself. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. The universe has a plan for you. Just trust the journey. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people need to hear that as well. So yeah. I hope that resonated with at least someone anyway. Yeah, um, I hope so. And what is... What is one song that just gets you in the mood? If you're feeling down and feeling a bit shit, <laughs> what is one song that you can put on and it just... It, it I love done. that question <laughs> so much because, as you know, like we share each other like playlists and stuff and our yep. music is just everything to me. Um, <laughs> I do have a happy song. I have quite a few happy songs, but the one that's been consistent for the last year Um it's it's five flight facilities um and I've just forgotten the name of it that's good <laughs> one second um so flight facilities you're probably thinking like oh that's a bit random um no I love it and and I hope that um my little uh vision for this is everyone that comes onto this podcast um and even myself I'll share some little classics is eventually having a really cool podcast uh, podcasts a really cool playlist <laughs> with the best pump up songs so if you're feeling I love that I love you can that. have a playlist of all the best lift up songs that's a great idea because there's so many playlists for like breakups I've noticed yeah when I went through my breakup and I was reading the breakup <laughs> boss it was like all these like heartbreak you know playlists about being heartbroken so um but for it's called foreign language by flight facilities and what I would actually recommend to do is watch the video clip cool they're on roller skates they got the afros and it's just it's a fun upbeat song but that would be cool perfect I (laughs) love that if anyone loves music and is into that please get on and listen (laughs) and let us know if that actually does pump you up as well or please I would love that Mm-hmm. Please share any other pump up songs that um, just get you in, get you in the mood, get you happy, get you out of the dumps. Because I, I, music is big for me, and I think it is big for a lot of people too, which is cool. Yes. And the last question, which 
I feel is really, really important. Um, what What is one thing that you do that keeps you inspired? Um, I'd probably say it's it's that whole being my own friend. I yep. really hype myself up more than anyone else can. Um, I know what I'm capable of doing. I know what I'm on this earth to do. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I remind myself of that every day. And I feel that when I speak to just friends and, you know, with colleagues and basically anyone that is in my life, even strangers, I feel like that that really comes through. And I, I'm, yeah, like I know what I'm here to do and I know I'm meant to help people. And I remind myself of that every day and I help Mm. myself just as much. And that inspires me, inspires me to keep going because every morning I wake up, I, I do feel a little bit clearer. I do feel that little bit more grounded. I do feel that little bit more content yeah. And I do find myself slowly getting to my goals. Um, you know, you you set a goal, I don't know, however many years ago, months ago, mm. and you, it seems so out of reach. And, you know, one you just want to wake up one day and it be there. But until you put in the work, you're not going to get there. And I oh, think yeah, having that, <laughs> having that <laughs> relationship with myself, and I know I've said this to you before, and talking to myself and kind of hyping myself up and, motivating myself and pushing myself even on my darkest and lowest days I do find that I'm sometimes waking up and being like holy shit I've just done that one thing that I've always wanted to do and I didn't even realize it (laughs) because I've put those small things into practice but please don't think that I walk around with a big smile on my face preaching (laughs) to everybody I have shit days last Sunday I did not get off the couch and I didn't shower so like and I was just miserable all day so I love it. I love it. And I'm sure everyone can resonate with that as well. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I think be kind to yourself, be your own friend and be your own motivator. You know what you can do. You know what you are good at. Stop waiting for other people to tell you that and be mindful of those five people that you spend most of your time with. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for this amazing conversation and coming on my podcast. You know how this has been a dream of mine and I appreciate you championing me and being a part of that as well. So I hope that anyone who listens to this, you get some inspiration and a bit of hope that you're not alone and If you are, you still have yourself. And there are so many communities and places that you can reach out to meet new people and create new friendships. I feel like we are a perfect example. We've not even met and I consider you one of my best friends. So I really, really hope. Yeah. Um, And thank you. My pleasure. I'm so, I think when you can have a friendship where you genuinely feel in your heart, like how proud you are of someone. And like, I see Emily doing so many great things all the time and, um it's it's inspiring and it it does motivate me and I'm so grateful to have this friendship and it's it's been um it was literally a savior for me last year in lockdown literally a savior so (laughs) I I don't know what I would would have done without without this friendship and and the guidance and the love and the care and the you know check check check-ins and stuff but Mm. um keep listening to these podcasts because I know Emily and I feel like they're just going to get better and better and better as time goes. So it's very exciting to be a part of this. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. If you want to connect with Elnaz, you can follow her on Instagram at Ignite with Elnaz. Or if you want to be a part of LipTember, visit www.liptember.com.au. And remember, you are not alone. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe so you can stay up to date with the latest episodes or leave me a review so I can see what you're loving or want more of.